Baruch Hashem, we're back. It's going to be a few week uh, hiatus. It's a comforting place here. It's not our first, second, not even our third, probably, time here. And uh, so today, we're going to listen to a song from a, an artist, a musical artist named Gavriel. Anybody ever hear of him? Well, tonight you're going to hear about him. He lives in Muncie, young guy. Very sweet, very geschmack. He has a lot of music he's put out in the, in the past year. Different, you know, everybody's got their own style. And I, one of the, one of the kavanas of the Chabura, there's many, many kavanas. One of them is to open up people to different types of music that they might enjoy. Some people might not enjoy and some people might. And for those who they enjoy and they listen and they get chizik from the inspirations, then it's Kadai. Uh, we, we, we listened to somebody a few weeks ago, Jericho. Remember that? And then I sent that around to some people and... They've been inspired to listen to more of his music, and he's he's also a good a good fine Jew, a good guy doing good things. Oh, sports them by doing that. Wow, well, sports the artists by doing that. The more you listen to his, their music, oh, sports. Okay, so he's also sports the artists. These are you know these are good Jews. These are good guys. Just, so I was uh, I spoke to Gabriel today, the guy who the, the person who put out this music. He's a a Waterbury Jew. Hmm. You know. I went to yeshiva with him for two years. He's a good guy. He said Kalish is his rebbe, so he's coming from. From a good place. He's putting out some good stuff. So we're listening to this song of his. You have the words in front of you. It's pretty clear, pretty clear what he's trying to get across. And as always, we'll try to connect it to, to the Parsha. And we'll try to take something from it. So let's listen carefully. I 
So we're at the Parsh uh, Vayichi. We're at the end. We're at the end of the beginning. And in some ways, it's the beginning of the end. So we started off gracious. The world started with a bang, not the big bang. So with a bang, explosion, a whole new world, a fresh world. Birds chirping, fishies swimming, animals roaming. But very quickly it went a little bit downhill. A few sins, a few confusions, a mabul, a derfloga. But then things picked up a little bit. Avram Vinu comes into the world, ah, lech lecha, or even at the end of Parshas Noach, lech lecha, olamatikun, the world of chesed. Things started to, to pick up a little bit with Avram Avinu. Now it's true, there still need to be some clarification, some birurim. Avram has a Yishmael. Yitzhak has an Esau. We thought the, things weren't so pashit, but the world was going in the right way. There were some Nisyonos. Avram Avinu didn't have children. Ten Nisyonos. Yitzhak had his Nisyonos. Then comes Yaakov Avinu. We've been living with Yaakov Avinu for a little, little while now. And he also had, you know, his struggles, but he came out on top. Yaakov Avinu came out on top. He gives birth to 12, 13 children, 12 God-fearing Shvatim from. And things seem to be, to be going well. If you take a quick, a quick glance at the Parsha, Quick overview of the last parish of Yaakov. Finally, Yaakov Vino is living. Yaakov. 17 years in Mitzrayim. He's surrounded by his children, his grandchildren, his family is growing. 17 Nefashos, even more, are being born during that time. There's a base medrash, we know. Yehuda built a base medrash. They're learning, they're davening. Yaakov Vino, we know, is learning with his grandchildren. And then Yaakov goes and he's, he's getting older. He's getting older. And he goes and he gives brachas, first to Menashe and Ephraim, Hamalach Yivarach Aram. He gives a bracha to Yosef. He gives a bracha to all of the children. Right? A grandfather, a father, living a long life filled up with Torah and Mitzvahs and Avodah Hashem. This is ups and downs, but coming out on top, surrounded by his family. And uh, he passes away in Barisha sense. A nice, a little bit, a little bit, you know, not explosion, not, not as exciting as the beginning, but ends off nice. Yaakovino, you know, living out his life happily with his family. But if you if you take a little bit of a a closer look, if you read between the lines, sometimes a medrash or two. You see that this parsha is not at all what it seems on the outside, like we were just discussing. First of all, look at the first Rashi in the parsha. What does Rashi tell us? Tell us what does he tell us? It's a parsha stuma. There's no breaks from Vayigash Vayich. There's no breaks. There's no time to think. There's no gaps because we know Yaakovinu wanted to reveal the Kates. He wanted to reveal something. And it was taken away from him. The Shechina left him. It was taken away from him. It's the first words of the Parsha. Start off. Rashi tells us. It's already, it's already on it down. Yaakov Vinu couldn't be 
Yaakov Avinu fully with a nevuah. Right away, Yaakov Avinu, he's questioning the validity of Menashe and Ephraim. Mi'ela, he says, who, who are these children? Rashi tells us. He wanted to see Yosef's star, star Erson, star Ksuba. Are these children valid? Are they kosher children? He could be even asked questions about Yosef's wife, Osnas, is she really a Jew? Did she convert properly? Which based in? Mi'ela, who are these children? And Yosef had to provide a star Ksuba. Rashi says. Zamachlokis, Yaakov and Yosef. Which, which son gets the right hand, which gets the left hand. Even with the brachas, there was some underlying tension between, between Yaakov and Yosef. Yosef says, no, father, this is the older one. This is and Yaakov says, no, 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 I know, I know, I know. It was a miscommunication. It wasn't so clear. Yaakov you know, questions the, the amuna of his son, of his children. Right? He wanted to give a bracha to his sons. He wanted to tell, Hey, Asu, I'm going to tell you the kates, Pasuk says. And Rashi tells us what happened. It left him. He never told over this, his sons when the end of days will be, what happened. The Shekhinah left him. Why did the Shekhinah leave him? He didn't know. Yaakov you know, was, was nervous. He says to his children, you, you believe in God? You believe in God? Right? That's what he asked his sons. Towards the end of his life. Right? It seems all peachy on the outside. But he asked his kids, you guys, for real, for real. You, you believe in God? Like, for, come, guys, tell me the truth. I won't tell anybody. And they said, Shema Yisrael. Hear our father, Yisrael, Yaakov. Hashem alokin Hashem Of course we believe in God. And we know Yaakov says, Baruch Shem Kavod, Machos That's the source, the original source of why we say Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem every day. But he was asking this question, this question on his children, the from Shiv Deka, who he's sitting and he's learning with. It's confusion, a bilbul, a stuma, a parsha stuma. Things are closed off. We're not done yet. Then Yaakovina starts the brachas. How does it start? Ruven, Shimon Levi. Rebuke, rebuke, rebuke. Rashi says Yehuda was scared. He, didn't even, he ran out of the room. He didn't want Yaakov to rebuke him also. There was, Yehuda didn't have a partial life either. He was nervous. Tamar, this, that. He ran out of the room. He was scared. Now, Yaakov was makar of him and it was all good, but rebuke instead of brachas. Then his own son is scared of him. And then Yaakov passes away, which of course is not, not a happy thing. Then we know Medrash tells us there was a fight by the Maharaj Machpelah. Asa says, get out of here. Over my dead body. So Chushim Adon said, okay, fine, so we'll kill you. Right? Mm-hmm. Finally, Yaakov gets buried, but there was a fight. Even to, even to bury Yaakov Avinu, it wasn't possible. Then we know they come back to Mitzrayim and the Shvatim are nervous now. What are they nervous about? Now the Yaakov's dead, our father's done. Now Yosef's going to take revenge on us. So they make up a lie. Yosef, you know, our father said after, you know, he said right before he passed away, you should really, really forgive us. Well, Yosef already forgave them. What's going on over here? You see, the, the relationship between Yosef and the brothers never really worked itself out. They made up halachically. 
but they never were really reunited. You see from this mice. Yosef says, what are you talking about? Am I God? Am I going to do something to you? They never really, never became one again. And Yosef, Yosef passes away at the end of the parsha, and he tells about, basically, he, he's Miramis of the Gullus. You're going to be here for a while. Don't, don't worry. Hashem will take you out, but like, you're going to be here for a while. And then we had the Ben Mitzrayim, and welcome Tumo for 210 years. End of Beratius. Wow. Awesome. What a way to end. Right? Seems so happy a little bit. Like, you know, more, a little more happy when you read, just read it quickly. But you start to put the pieces together. I'm not ending on a high note. A little bit of a low note. What do we, what do we, what do we say about this? What do we do with this? So, uh, in Parshas Vayeshev, all the way, Vayeshev, Vayeshev Yaakov Beretz Megurei Ava Beretz Kananza Yaakov Avinu, finally after leaving Lavan and leaving Esau, getting away, he has all of his children, he finally settles back down, he's been waiting so many years to be reunited with his father Yitzchak. He was able to live out some years with Yitzchak. Yitzchak was around, we know, Chazal tells, even when Yosef was sold. So Megurei Ava, he went to live in Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Canaan, with his father, the Tzadik Yitzchak, with all of his children. Things were good. It should have said Vayichi Yaakov. It didn't say Vayichi Yaakov. What did it say? It's Vayeshev Yaakov. What's the difference? So Chazal by Vayeshev tells us. What does Chazal say? The Medrash says, Vayeshev, Bikesh Yaakov, Leishev, Bishalva. Yaakov Avinu wanted to live, he wanted to settle, he wanted to have Menuchas HaNefesh, Yishev Adas. He, he finally, he beat Lavan. He, he beat Esav once, he beat Lavan, he beat Esav a second time. Goes through Shechem. Right? He also went through Shechem. I mean, there's a lot going on. He lived a whole life. And he wasn't even a hundred yet. It's, okay, and now I'm finally back with Yitzhak, Eretz Yisrael. Finally, finally, I can settle down. Things will be calm. Things will be good. Kofet to love Rogzosh Yosef, but that's just the beginning. Sprang upon him was the Indian of Yosef. Fight with the brothers, the dreams, getting sold, almost killed. So Yaakov did not have time to live Bishal. He didn't have time. He didn't get what he wanted, what he was seeking. Sadiqim of Aksham Leshe Bashalva Sadiqim want to live in peace. Amr Karish Barhu, Lo Dayan Sadiqim, Mashamasukan and Olam Habah. It's not enough what this prepared for these Sadiqim and Olam Habah. Elisham of Aksham Leshe Bashalva, they also want to live here. Bashalva in tranquility. Bolam Hazeh, not going to happen. That was Parshish Vayeshev. Everybody knows when you're. There was a joke once I read. It was very funny. It says, if you, want to f- you can't find your kids, where are they? You come home, where's your kids? You want to find your kids? Go sit down on a couch. The second you sit down on the couch, they find you. Hmm. Right? When you want to have tranquility, when you, have, when, you have, when you want to have some calm, it's anything and everything but. That's how it goes. But... It was finally, finally, after all the Nisyonas the Yaakov had to go through, and him learning the lesson that you want to sit Peshavah, 
You ain't going to sit B'Shalva. Finally, after he comes back down to Mitzrayim, he no longer, it's not doesn't say Vayeshev Yaakov Baris Mitzrayim. He settled in. It says Vayechi Yaakov. He decided, whatever happens, happens, but I'm going to live. I'm not going to expect, I'm not going to have anticipations of something, of some tranquility of living 17 years with all my children and grandchildren. I'm going to live. Whatever happens, happens. And guess what? Vechi Yaakov. It was a good 17 years. 17 is going to be tov, we know. It was a good 17 years, which was corresponding to the first 17 years of, that he was living in Herz Kanat, where he wanted to have the Shalva. Now he doesn't, he's surrendered. No more, I'm not even going to think like that. And then that's what you get. Sometimes, most often, we look for calm, we look for happiness, we look for tranquility, serenity. We look for all these good things. We're always seeking, searching, how can I make this even better, even more comfortable? Right? Make can make a little bit more. And go on this vacation and get this thing, that. Everything's always seeking another madrega of comfort. But sometimes in life, there is sadness. Sometimes in life, there is no tranquility. Sometimes there is machlokas. Sometimes there is confusion. So what do people do? So then they try to work doubly hard. Oh, I gotta get out of this. I'm looking for calm and I'm getting confusion. One second. So now I have to work double hard. I was working hard level one to get the calm. I didn't get it. Now I'm confused. Now I have to work even double hard. I'm looking for simcha. I got some sort of like sadness or some other thing. Didn't, I didn't get what I wanted. So it must be I need to work double hard to get out of this. Because we all live lives. The physical life of a person is... I want to be comfortable. I want to be comfortable. I want to be in a comfortable place. I want to speak to people who I'm comfortable with. I'd like to speak about conversations that I'm comfortable with. I want everything to go. I want the right shoe with the people that I like. I want the job to go. I want everything to just be so. Who doesn't think like that? That's how we are. And if it's not comfortable, and it's a little awkward, there's a little bit of apprehension, a little bit of tenseness, it's not going the way I want, it's, it's, this is horrible. This is painful. This is everything against what I'm looking for. One second, sir. It's painful, or it's not comfortable? There's a big difference between something not being comfortable and something being painful. But when a person expects, wants, anticipates, desires, yearns, longs for comfort, happiness, simcha, and he doesn't get it, that becomes painful. Not because the actual situation is painful. It's because you didn't get what you wanted. That's where the pain comes in. I'm pained because I didn't get what I want. But sir, is this, is this situation really, really so painful? No, it's really not. So why are, you, why are you so painful? Because I didn't get what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. I wanted comfort. I got uncomfortable. Uncomfort. So it's painful. We're learning Tuesday night. We're learning in the Sikha Saran. Ibn Nachman says that uh, 
that the Rishonim are, are, are mole charata. They're filled with charata. That's what he says. He says, Rishonim, wicked people, are filled with regret. Sounds good. He says, but the problem is, they don't know what regret feels like. So they're filled with it, but they never experience it. They don't know what that is. So they feel awkward. They feel tense. They feel not good. So what do they do? This is how we understand Menachem. So they do more rishis to make themselves feel good. Because they don't, they don't know how to live with that feeling. They're not able to be uncomfortable. So they drink, they do drugs, they kill people, they steal, whatever it is that makes them feel good. They need to feel good. I can't feel uncomfortable. I can't live like that. This is too painful. This is what's so painful. It's just uncomfortable. So sometimes when we have rough situations, Parshavayichi has some, as we explained, some rough situations at the end. It's not so happy. So what do we say at the end? Chazak, chazak, v'nes chazak. No, strengthen yourself. Get up, let's go, chazak. Kavayel Hashem. Hope to Kodesh Baruch. Chazak v'ametz. Kavayel Hashem. Strengthen yourself. You could do it. Go do it. You know, and sometimes I don't feel like being mechazak myself. Sometimes I just want to sit here and just not do anything. Okay. Okay. See, sometimes we feel that, no, no, we, ha- we, ha- we have to be mechazak ourselves. We have to get out of this. God doesn't want me to be in this melancholy state. It's a good word, no? Melancholy. You know what that word means? It means melancholy. <laughs> some kind of fruit, no? Yeah, some kind of That's what you feel like, some kind of, some kind of dud fruit. You're in the state of melancholy. So there's this voice in the back of your head. You got to get out of this. A, it's uncomfortable. B, this is not how an Eved Hashem lives. He has to be besimcha, constantly. But sometimes, sometimes it's okay not to be happy. Sometimes it's okay not to feel great. Sometimes it's okay to be antisocial. It is, it's okay, sometimes. Sometimes, you don't feel like davening today, still go to shul and put on your film and daven, but if you don't feel like it, okay, don't kill yourself over it. It's okay. It's part of life. We're human beings. It's okay if there's a low. Okay. Your friends are all like, no, chazak, chazak. You're like, nah, I don't know. That's okay. Well, you'll get out of it eventually, whenever, whenever you do. But when we start to push sometimes, it hurts us more. That doesn't mean don't try. A person has to know himself. Sometimes we can get chizik. Sometimes we're just being babies. And we should go out and we should put the chizik in Kavil Hashem and we should. And sometimes, maybe not. And be okay with it. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Sometimes, what does he say? He says, yeah, I guess that isn't God's plan. Sometimes, what does he say? I believed it would get better. He believed it would get better. But we all have to believe that it gets better. And sometimes it's just like writing on an empty page. I believed, but it didn't seem better. I tried, I, I hoped, but it didn't get any better. 
I made up my mind. He says, Gabriel says, I made up my mind. I want to be happy. I want to feel loved. I need to see magic. I need this all to change. I want to get out of this. And guess what? It didn't change. It didn't happen. He didn't feel the love. The beliefs didn't kick in. What I guess, what I guess it's not by, God's plan. What? what do you mean by and get over his buzz? <clears throat> this, 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 this feeling, this awkward feeling. He wants to get out of this, I think. Okay. He's feeling awkward. He's feeling uncomfortable. I want to get out of this. And guess what? But I guess that isn't God's plan. So we have to ask ourselves a question. Well, if that's not God's plan, to feel loved right now, to feel happy, to be feeling confident, that's not God's plan. But don't stop there. What do you have to ask yourself? Well, then what is God's plan? If that's not it, well, you've got a plan. Kodesh Baruch doesn't have no plan. He's not like us. He always has a plan. So what's the Ratzin, Hashem? What's the plan? You all know the answer. Answer is, the plan is not to be happy. The answer is to be living in this moment, right now, and just be. Be how you are. Sometimes it's not going to be amazing. Sometimes there is no happy ending. We're not going to get into this now, but one time we have a chabur a long time ago. Remember Esther Malka? Remember her? Remember the end of the story? We all win and we're all happy. We go home. Everybody's so happy and joyous. Guess what? Esther Malka stayed. She didn't go home. She stayed with the Achashverosh. What do you say about that? How about Rachel Imenu? She gives up the signs. She gives up her husband. She's an Akara. She finally bought Hashem with two children. She dies. She dies in the second child. She doesn't even get to enjoy. It wasn't God's plan. What are you going to say? Now, we see what became of Kevra Rachel. But her herself, what are you going to say? It's not always a happy ending. So either we could fight it, we could kill ourselves to try to double down and try to get out of this. And sometimes we do try, but sometimes it just, it's just not God's plan. So we have to live with His plan. We have to mavat, we have to surrender ourselves to His plan for the time being. Just be. Don't feel the achrayas to have to be, quote unquote, on. Sometimes you don't feel like being on. So don't be on. That doesn't mean, you know, be mean or be cranky in public. See? Don't be on. We put a lot of achrayas in ourselves. To have to be, to have to feel a certain way. Yes? No? I think we do. Especially in public. We have... How could, it be that the, how could it be that anybody sees me not smiling? They're going to start asking, what do you mean? Rabbi Nachman says, if basim, uh, how could you not be smiling? Because I don't feel like it right now. Is that okay? I'm not trying to be mean, but like, okay, so, so I'm not feeling it right now. So what, what would Rabbi Nachman say, though? I'm not, I'm not, it's not kasha, it's not, honestly. Oh, from, from the Simchat Tamid? Yeah, well, it, 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 I mean, it's not kasha to you. You're saying, like, what, you know, what, what do you say, though? To get to, to get to a real simcha, sometimes you have to go through not simcha. What are you going to do? We're human beings. So, so this, is, this, is the, this is the word. The word is, is that God has a plan. And the plan is to just be where you are. Sometimes, when a person accepts what is, that can get him out of that rut. 
And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes simcha doesn't mean happy clappy. Simcha means there's a certain shlemus. And that shlemus is, I know that this is what God wants right now. And I'm okay with it. That, that's the problem. It's our definition of simcha. That's Could be. Oh, what? Could be. Our definition of simcha. Oh, be for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we have a lot of definitions that are, that are off, unfortunately. So Vayichi ends. Precious ends. It ends very mellow, very melancholy. <clears throat> and that's okay. Yeah, we are in Mitzrayim for 210 years. It's true. As a nation. But there's a bigger plan. We might not, not all the Jews saw it. 210 years, there were generations of Jews who didn't ever see the ghoul. Could have been our first Gilgul, that's where we were also, you know? We don't know. But we're over there, Hashem. I'll just tell you, this Maisa comes to mind. It doesn't, it just came to mind, so I'm going to say it. You've probably heard it before. It doesn't have to end this way, but there was a Maisa where Abzusha and uh, his brother... Rebbe the were in jail. Mm-hmm. Rebbe tells over this mice, it's, it's Kadai. I told to the teens, yeah, I told over to the teens a few weeks ago. So they were put in jail, and, and uh, they, so what do they do? St. Tehillim, they're davening, they're learning, they're in the jail, and they're, and they're, they're trying to be, they're besimcha. So the, the prison, the guards are not so happy, the warden's not so happy, these Jews want them to be sad. So what's going? What are they? Why are they so happy? Because they're dying and learning. Oh, if you put a bucket of feces and urine and stuff in, in there, they're not allowed to learn. They're not allowed to daven. So let's put that in there. So they put it in, and that of Zush and and, and Rebbe Melacher said, "We can't learn. We can't daven. They got us." So then I don't remember who says to who. Zusha says probably Zusha. Zusha says to his brother, "One second, brother. The halacha is." That when there's a pile of this stuff in this room, we're not allowed to daven. That's also following Hashem. That's also Ratzon Hashem. So they started dancing around the bucket. They're so excited. They're following HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzon. They're doing His will. And the warden says, what's going on over here? Why are they so happy? They said, because the bucket, the bucket's making us happy. He's, the warden says, take the bucket out of there. You understand? Accept. Accept what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Sometimes it'll bring you to Simcha. Sometimes maybe not. But to accept what God's plan is, that's the That's how that's how you vayechi, that's how you live. You live. Don't look for vayeshif. Look for vayechi. To live. Living means ups and downs and lefts and rights. Everybody's gone through it. We're all some are more experienced in life than I am here. We should be zocha. Amen. I don't even know what to say When I want to talk to you I need to pray I believe It would get Better somehow Any day Try to talk to you, you walk away. I believe, but it didn't seem better somehow. Any day now, now I can't decide where to go, who to turn to, and I've made my mind up. 
Bye. 